Christian podcast for families? Awesome! Listen to the Word on the Street podcast with your family and enjoy getting to know Jesus together. Here's your host, Anna Ware. Hey, hey, I'm back. Today's episode is another question. What's so good about the Bible? I quote the Bible in every single episode that I produce because I think it is so important. Why is the Bible such an important book to every single Christian? The Bible is important because it is not just any ordinary book. It is a spiritual book. It is an alive book. It is God's word. The Bible is the way God communicates with us and tells us things. The Holy Spirit, as we know, lives in us when we become Christians. We can talk to God. We get answers from our prayers through the Holy Spirit. But the most clear answers that we can ever get from God are through the Bible. God's word is also Jesus. Jesus is God's word. Jesus said God's word because Jesus is God. At my church every week, we say we're going to read from God's word now. And that means that we're going to read the Bible. Timothy wrote in 2 Timothy 3.16 that everything in the scriptures, the Bible, is God's word. He wrote, all of it is useful for teaching and helping people and for correcting them and showing them how to live. The scriptures train God's servants to do all kinds of good deeds. The Bible is made up of 66 different smaller books. Some of them are poems, some of them are stories, narratives, some of them are historical facts, some of them are letters. The 66 books were written by various different authors. Each of those authors were inspired by God to write down each word that they wrote. That's what 2 Timothy 3.16 means. It is inspired by God. It is God-breathed. We also know from the Bible, from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the Bible is a living book. This is what it says. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Wow. The Holy Spirit is really working in us when we read the Bible. Satan does not want us to read this book. Often, I don't want to read it in my heart and I will happily go and read any other novel and I'll sit down and I'll read for hours and hours. But when it comes to reading the Bible, there's something in my mind or in my heart that just says, no, boring, don't want to read it. And that is the evil one. The Holy Spirit wants us to read it and the Satan definitely does not want us to read it and will try to do anything to get us to stop reading it or to not pick it up. It's a really hard book to read. Do you find it hard? There are a lot of children's books with lots of pictures and they make the story interesting. There's a comic Bible and a big picture Bible, a Jesus storybook Bible. These Bibles are excellent, but they are not the exact words that God inspired the authors to write down. We don't have the exact words that those authors inspired to write down because we speak a different language. We speak English and they spoke Hebrew or they spoke Greek, which nobody even really speaks anymore because it was ancient Greek. So people have tried to translate it as accurately as possible, but then it doesn't make so much sense. So 
When I read the Bible to you guys, I'm reading using the CEV, the Contemporary English Version. And there's lots and lots of different versions, but I think that that one is really good for understanding and accuracy compared to all your children's Bibles that you might read. And as you get older, you might be able to find something that's even more word for word accurate. The Bible is so good because it teaches us things. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We can certainly learn from these things. Remember, there's two parts to becoming a Christian. The first one is saying, yes, God, I believe in Jesus and I want to become a Christian and I'm sorry for my sins and the Holy Spirit moves and lives inside of you. The second part to becoming a Christian is growing in your faith and becoming more and more like Jesus, more and more like the person that God created you to be originally, sinless. You know, that's really, really hard, but we want to aim for that. And reading the Bible will help us to get there. It will help us to be godly. What proof is there that the Bible is true? Why are there so many people in the world that don't believe in the Bible? They don't believe that Jesus actually was raised to life again. They don't believe that all these things happened. Why would we read the Bible and believe that it is true? Well, number one, the Bible was written down by a lot of different people who didn't know one another and they didn't read each other's writings, but they still wrote down the exact same things. That's incredible. Number two, Things that were written down by believers were also written down by people who didn't believe. There was a man named Josephus. He wrote down a lot of things about Jesus and he didn't even believe in God. Number three, if somebody was to make this up, the story would have gone very differently. For example, women would not have been first to Jesus' tomb if the story had been made up because in those days women were not considered reliable witnesses. If someone had made up this story, they would have had a reliable witness turn up first, a man. No one doubts the events around the famous ruler, Julius Caesar. But there are many, many, many more writings about Jesus' death and resurrection than about Julius Caesar, the ruler. If these reasons why the Bible is true are not good enough for you, and you don't think that that's a good enough reason why we need to believe the Bible, then the final way on how you can believe that the Bible is true is you can have faith. Sometimes all of the proof in the world isn't enough for somebody to believe. Even if they saw Jesus rise from the dead, they still wouldn't believe. I could give you all the proof in the world and you still might not believe. If that is the case and you're struggling to believe and you want to believe but you just can't, that means that you need to pray. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to put on those glasses and convict you and help you to be able to see clearly what the Bible really is, God's word. Now, how did the Bible come to be? There were so many different authors and they wrote down so many different things. After Jesus died, People told stories. They told stories to one another to remind each other about what had happened when Jesus was alive. They told stories about his miracles. They told one another the parables that Jesus told. And they passed down their information by word of mouth. They used to do this because so many of the people couldn't read. Children didn't have to go to school in those days. 
after a while, when the word of mouth is passed from generation to generation, it can be a little bit like a game of Chinese whispers. Have you ever played Chinese whispers? It's a game where you get in a circle, somebody makes up some sentence to say and whispers it into someone's ear. They whisper it to one another and it goes around the circle. Once it's done the full circle, it comes back and the last person gets to say what the sentence was. And often the sentence has changed. I can imagine that these traditions and this storytelling way of passing down the gospel, it might have altered a little bit over time. Jesus fed fish and bread to 5,000 men plus women and children. And then all of a sudden the next generation might be saying, 5,000 men plus women and children and animals. And then the next generation might say it was 6,000 men and there were 5,000 women there and there were another 3,000 children. And so things can get exaggerated over time. But if things are written down, then they don't get exaggerated and we can have the correct version of events. So that's why the authors wrote things down in the first place. About 300 years After Jesus died, there were a lot of writings, and which one do we put together in the Bible? There was a group of leaders in the church who got together in Laodicea, and they prayed about which books should be included and which ones should be excluded, and that is how the Bible came to be as we know it. Later, another two different councils got together and they both prayed about it and worked out what books should be included and they both confirmed the exact 66 books that the group in Laodicea had confirmed as well. That is how we got the Bible as we know it. In the Catholic Church, they have the exact 66 books that we've got, but they have a few extra ones as well. There were a few pieces of writing that were not genuine. There were some sneaky people at a later date who pretended to be Jesus' disciples or important people and wanted to be authors for something, and they wrote books. There was one book that was said to be written by the disciple Thomas, and that was excluded because there were a few things in there in the language that was used that showed that Thomas hadn't actually written that book at all. Something else that we need to know when we're reading the Bible is that those exact 66 books that we have in the Bible are what God has chosen to be there. We cannot add any extra bits into it that we would like it to say. And we cannot take any extra bits out. Revelation 22 verses 18 to 19 says, Here is my warning for everyone who hears the prophecies in this book. If you add anything to them, God will make you suffer all the terrible troubles written in this book. And that was the end of the world as a non-Christian. If you take anything away from these prophecies, God will not let you have part in the life-giving tree and in the holy city described in this book. And that's eternal life with God. So it is very, very important that we don't add anything to it or take anything away. The Bible is the Bible and we need to work hard at working out how to read the Bible correctly. The Bible is a spiritual book. It is living and active and it is inspired by God. Here are the discussion questions. Number one, do you like reading the Bible? Why and why not? Number two, what things do you think you might learn by reading the Bible? Number three, pray to God now asking him 
to help you to read the word more. And there's a fourth one this time and feel free to skip this one if you don't want to or if you can't think of anything. But the question is this, is there anything in the Bible that you have read that you don't understand? Maybe you can ask your parents about it now or if there's heaps, you could write it on a list or you could email me and ask me. That's brought us to the end of this episode. If you have a topic for what you would like me to create a show on in the future, you can contact me or you can even leave me a voice message. All the links are at the word on the street podcast.com. That is the end of the episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Continue the conversation with your family now or throughout the week. Or you can head on over to the Word on the Street podcast social pages and join our conversation there. Find all the links at thewordonthestreetpodcast.com.